my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Big Money Energy, where we talk to super successful and self-made people to find out exactly how they did it, how they went from nothing to something. I'm Ryan Serhant, and today I am joined by the effervescent Gary V. You all know who he is. You see him everywhere. He's been ranting at you for years and years and years and years and years. He is a media mogul, angel investor, chairman of VaynerX, CEO of VaynerMedia, multi-time best-selling author, and so much more. And we go through a lot. We talk about the importance of letting the people you hired do their jobs. We talk about why your branding will always outpace your sales. And we talk about how to build a business empire using social media, because obviously we got to go through that with Gary. That's what he's known for. That's how he built such an amazing, amazing, amazing platform. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. 
Today is a very, very special day because I'm sitting down with one of my favorite people, a huge influence as to why I'm even here talking to you right now. A media mogul, investor, multi-time New York Times bestselling author, Gary Vaynerchuk. And there really isn't a whole lot that this guy hasn't done. He is a leading entrepreneur. He is an angel investor. He's chairman of VaynerX. He's CEO of VaynerMedia. There's probably 15,000 other things that he's done during quarantine and probably this morning already. He's easily <laughs> one of the most innovative and influential people in the world. Welcome, Gary V. How you doing, man? I'm doing extremely well. It's really good to be here with you, Ryan, and I hope you're super well and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, man. So this is your fault, just to let you know. Right. I don't know if, if people say that to you all the time, but I remember a couple of years ago when we were having breakfast. I remember the, like yesterday. Yeah. At the Mercer Hotel. And you pointed to the cameras and everybody and you said, this is what's going to happen. Right. And it's going to be everybody. And now here it is. Yeah. You know, I think um, so many of the nice things you said up front, uh, I had, a, I have done some things this morning. I had a meeting with uh, my Singapore office this morning and was talking to an employee who just joined. And I said, you know, I have a very, very, very narrow super skill surrounded by other skills, competencies, solid. We all have, you know, kind of like different ladders on like what we're good at yeah. and what we're bad at. But I do have a great intuition around what people are going to do and where attention is. It's really interesting to talk to you. I actually use the analogy of real estate development a lot in my own head and kind of sometimes in public, which is I almost trade attention the way a great real estate developer, a real estate agent trades neighborhoods. You know, I'm able to see something and sure. say, oh, not guessing, not long-term 29 years from now, oh, in the next 36 to 48 months, quote unquote, this neighborhood is about to turn or this neighborhood is about to develop. And sometimes that neighborhood is podcasting and sometimes that neighborhood is TikTok and sometimes that neighborhood is Facebook. And then by the way, the reverse, you know, this is something you know and probably a lot of people in the audience, but I know your audience is broad like mine. Sometimes the neighborhood goes from super hot to not as hot. You know, yep. Facebook 10 years ago was the hottest thing for a 24 year old to be on. And now it is really 60, 70, 80 year old behavior. Those are the conversations I have every day with developers trying to predict the future, right? Where do we invest now? Yeah. And it's not just our attention, right? It's a significant amount of money. So where do we put our dollars and where's the market going to be? And that's, that's the issue with the real estate market we have right now. And by the way, it's the issue with what I do for a living. The reason so many people struggle with content building brand, both as a human or as a business, is it is money too. Yeah. Just because you decide that you're going to go all in on TikTok, you have to spend money, whether it's ads, whether it's people producing the content, whether it's your own time that becomes valuable. I think one of the challenges for individuals like yourself who are successful at the point of that breakfast at the Mercer Hotel is that it takes a real fight commitment because you are now allocating hours doing this that used to be analyzing data around a neighborhood, showing something, recruiting yep. someone, building a relationship. I know it. I mean, I run a lot of businesses, yet there is times when I'm writing a book, speaking on stage. How do you justify the time between Gary Vaynerchuk, the CEO, and Gary V, the celebrity that everybody knows? Like, how are you, how are you even here right now doing this time if you have all of these people in Singapore, all over the world? Easy. Brand always outpaces sales. You know this. Yeah. I mean, you've lived it. Yeah. It's been the arc of your life. So uh, 
I really believe in brand. And I think, I also believe in karma. I like you intuitively from the moment we met. We haven't had the luxury because we're both busy to spend like the kind of time that makes me say, oh my God, I fully know this person, you know, but I always have good feelings towards it. I believe in karma and doing good things. Like when you asked me to be on this show, I want to get some people that have never heard of me or hear something new for me on this podcast that are in your world. I want to do it for you because I know a lot of people find wherever I am on the internet that's good for you. I'm so fascinated by people's ability to be so narrow on just transactional. Sure. I have to do this. This makes me money now. This is more valuable than anything else. That's wild. I actually think it's the third most valuable to building brand and to building karma, serendipity, just living life. How do you structure your day though? A total logistical question as we kind of get into this. You have a family, you know, you live in Manhattan, you run these businesses. How many assistants do you have? Who structures your calendar? How do you know, is every day completely different? How do you structure your goals going into the year? Walk me through that process. I have two full-time admins just for me. So Alexandra and Lou are incredible. They're Oh, it's an always on business, you know, which is tough. They're young kids. I have the luxury at this point in my career, two of my former assistants and interns went on to be my partners in Empathy Wines. And a couple of months ago, we sold that company to Constellation and those guys became millionaires. And my other assistants are in my ecosystem and doing extremely well. So, you know, being my admin, it's really hard I, I think, because sure. it's kind of, it's always on, it's stressed. There's just a lot going on. However, it's an incredible springboard to a career. A lot of people internally or externally always trying to get that job. But even though I know it's a springboard, I'm still uncomfortably appreciative every time somebody holds that role, because I know that first of all, I'm on actively on usually for 12, 13, 14 hours in a day. And then the inbox and things are happening 24 hours a day, London, Singapore, you know, just my life. So it's a, it's a high intensity job. So I have those two and they cover my inbox and my calendar. When you texted me yesterday, yeah, you could have paid billion dollars. I wouldn't have known that we're doing this today. I only know what I'm doing the morning I wake up and look at my calendar for the first time. And you I just know go when you text and you me, start running? <laughs> and I just go. I know that you know, we had the exchange and I was, and I said, yes, and I couldn't wait to do it. But whether it was January 7th or February 19th, I would have no clue until the morning. Then I have a chief of staff, Marcus Krasastek, who's been with me for 10, 11 years. He is really far more my right hand within the VaynerX ecosystem. I would say Marcus and my two admins are the actual infrastructure and my calendar is my boss. I say yes and no to things. For example, something I implemented a year ago, which has been game changing is I'll have an hour meeting with Marcus, my chief of staff and my two admins today. And we will look at every single meeting next week. And we will do things like uh, at the time, because what we used to rely on is my decision. Sure. But the problem is sometimes something that I said, hey, let's do this for 30 now needs 15. Now doesn't need to happen at all. So how do you then deal with, because you're the guy, right? The company is is your name. You're the guy. People know you and you, you spend so much time focused on brand. How do you deal with founder dependency? I know you have great people around you and you promote from within, but how does Gary multiply? Uh, Extremities on both sides, let me explain. If you were to private investigate my organization, everybody listening would be on the ground, how stunned they would be on how much I don't give a shit about and I'm completely uninvolved in. So you give freedom. You give freedom to the people you hire, right? Again, at a level that would surprise, like I mean it. I spend very little time with my CFO. There's things that I just delegate trust, show me that you're not the guy or girl, and then I'll make a decision on training you up or firing you. That's my responsibility. Sure. It's the extreme lack of micromanagement on one side on the 85%. And then 
the 15%, I'm very involved in molding and touching, whether that's winning new business, whether that's innovating new products and services, whether that's global expansion, whether that's strategic M&A. I don't play in the middle, which I think a lot of founders do. They're in things they don't need to be in sure. out of insecurity or ego. I focus uncomfortably on growth. Now, yeah. I had a moment that I called counting the bananas on March 20th, which is oh shit, here's COVID. Yep. Oh shit, I just got four emails from our humongous clients saying, yeah, we're not going to pay you as fast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're not a very big company compared to Chase and Budweiser, so we have no leverage. I have overheads. Oh my God, is this stimulus thing going to play out the way I think, which is people, you know, less revenue and way more revenue are going to get checks and we're not. Sure enough, that's what happened. We didn't get a penny. And so I'm like, I've got to navigate this, which makes me go into complete defense mode. Yep. So literally for two weeks, I'm literally, literally, I knew how much we were spending on snacks in the LA office. Sure. Whereas two weeks earlier, I couldn't tell you what we were spending on our leases, let alone the snacks, right? Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very good at a couple things. One, never putting myself in a massive vulnerability where I'll go out of business. So in the macro, I still have an incredible sense of what the reality of the businesses are. B, when I have to switch and adjust to new information, I'm not ideological and say, well, you guys and girls take care of this. You're in the details of defense. I go directly into hands dirty because I'm an operator by nature. And so that's how I kind of think about the world. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So interesting talking to you now, even compared to the last couple of years, right? I feel like when I first met you, you know everything. And now you know even more. And I think you... You know, our gray hairs. I went gray way earlier than you did, man. But you have a very handsome face. So you've been able to pull it off for a long time. I think, <laughs> doesn't it blow you away, Ryan? For everybody's listening, and I, I know there's a lot of winning operators and winning comes in all different scales. I'm just going to pose this question. I know a lot of people while they're running, while they're driving, while they're walking their dog, listening to this. It is just amazing when you're a winning player, how much better you are 20 years later, 15 years later, 10 years later. Like I was a whiz kid. I took my dad's liquor store business from a three to a $60 million business in my early 20s. That's just facts. So I knew I had that in me because I'd been doing the business stuff since I was six. And at 14 to 18, I really figured it out with sports cards. And I knew I had it in me. Yet I came into that business with Kobe Bryant-like bravado and pulled it off. Yet I cannot believe how the 45-year-old me would run circles around that 25-year-old, like circles. And that's called experience. And so to your point, you're right. Because so much of your life is also very, very public. What's something that people do not know about you? Anything in my personal life. Why have you made that decision? It kind of, I'd be lying if I said there was some big decision. It's just, you know what I actually think the answer is? Actually, I'll give you the answer. I was born in the Soviet Union okay. and I was raised in a household that overly valued personal privacy. Sure. The end. My parents grew up in a society where people ratted on each other and people went to jail. I wish Americans really knew what communism and socialism yeah. really was. Yeah. There is such a naivete, especially in the current political climate. Yep. Paying higher taxes and, you know, having universal healthcare or university is 
not what my parents lived in. Yeah. You're talking about my great, yeah, it's really ironic that we went here. I don't talk about this a lot. I literally posted one minute before we went here on my Instagram, I'm gonna show you. And I literally, literally, I've never done this. This is never have done this. Posted a picture of both my grandfathers and my great grandfather. I never met my dad's dad. He died when my dad was 15. Sure. As you can see by this picture, I did meet my mom's dad, but I was two and I never, I don't remember him. And I did know my great grandfather who came to America with us, immigrated in his 70s. I recall him a little bit, but he also died when I was five. But both of my grandfathers spent time in jail, including my mom's dad spending 10 or 12 years, Ryan, for doing entrepreneurial stuff on the side, which, oh, by the way, every human in Russia did because that's what happens in communism. Speak to anybody in Venezuela, Cuba, or Russia that lived in it. I think that's one factor. I also think I'm good at predicting, and I think that people have come to learn that when you exploit your children or tell everybody everything about your business, it might be fun for a couple of likes on Instagram at the time, but it comes with enormous amounts of baggage and stresses. And so oh, it's a, I think that's the struggle we have. You know, as uh, as you know, yeah. my family as well, right? We we people yeah. know us because of a reality television show that focuses yep. more on our personal life than it does on our actual work. But we made a decision a while ago that, due to business, I sell a significant amount of real estate because of what people know about my family because they know me. For you, and everyone has their own situations. You felt like the trade could work itself out. And that's amazing. And by the way, for everybody listening who's posting pictures of their babies or doing the social media version of a reality show that you live through, because a lot of people are, as you know, it's okay to do it when it works for you and it's okay to change your mind. I'll tell you another thing when we touched on it. I do not think because of the Gary Vee persona and most of the content is podcast speeches, which is a different version of me than the operator. I don't think people really understand me as a businessman. For example, in 15 months, I created a nine-figure exit for a direct-to-consumer wine brand. Some solid amount of my audience knows, almost nobody outside of my audience knows. I co-founded, co-created, funded something called Resi, one of the most successful restaurant app that has come out since OpenTable. We exited that in a full cash deal, hefty nine figures to American Express, not on my resume when the Gary Vee name gets brought up. So I think my persona and personality, probably similar to the way you feel as a quote unquote reality star who's actually a real professional. I think a thing that most people don't know is X, my holding company, if I ever sell it, is going to be a billion dollar exit on a bad day. Sure. I don't think people have calibrated my business success in Accium. I don't like talking about being smart or being good at business. I like talking about, hey, do you see this opportunity and do you understand why you're not taking it? It's usually tied into insecurity or internal things. So A, focus on that. And B, once you focus on that, you have to make content on these things. It's going to, you just articulated that awareness to you has led to success. Currently, it's professional success. As you evolve, and this is my intuition about you, it may be around the social issues you care about, the nonprofits you want to support, the disease that takes someone that you love to cure it, political aspirate. Who the heck? You're, you're a young man. For me, that's what I want everybody to understand. You don't need Bravo's cosign. There's something called TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify. In perpetuity, it's called the internet. Yeah. It will play out this way. Take advantage of it because you can then get happier. Walk me through Empathy Wines quickly. The idea, the building, what it became. It's a great question. It's my life's work. 
I learned about wine when I was 14. Yep. I would sit behind the register of Shoppers Discount Liquors in Springfield, Milburn, New Jersey, and I would read The Wine Spectator and Robert Parker for two, three, four hours. I would read The Wine Spectator in high school. So in a lot of ways, it's my life's work. In a lot of ways, it took 21 months to create a nine-figure exit. But let me break it down for you. My life's work, I learn, I build a huge yep. business. I really know wine, like uncomfortably well. Sure. I also am a very good dude in business, which gave me the leverage when I decided to start my own brand to go to farmers and get unconscious deals on the grapes because of all the beautiful things I did for them over the last 25 years, okay. which allowed me to do what I wanted, which was to create the best $20 wine in the world. So that was the business plan, create the best That's $20 right. wine in the world. Direct to consumer. Yeah. No shelves, no restaurants, not even my dad's store. So as people, <laughs> so as people <laughs> order, you ship. Correct. Yep. Subscription base. We will create a rosé, a white, a red, and you will get it when it comes out. So you don't have to think because 90% of people actually don't want to think about what wine to buy. Then there's another part of the story. My partners in that business, Nate Schroeder and John Troutman. John Troutman met me at the Boston Wine Expo, the first year Wine Library TV exploded in 2007. And I went up to Boston and I had a table where every table at this expo was people serving their wines. And I had a table with four laptops on it. And I was handing out DVDs of my nine best episodes that I put on YouTube. And John Trauma was a fan of the show because his dad owned a restaurant. He wanted to learn about wine. And he helped me hand out DVDs. He then became an intern for a wine social network that I bought that we failed at and then became a employee of VaynerMedia in yep. its earliest days. Then I got him a job at a wine distributor that I was friends with. He worked there for a year. He decided to come back to VaynerMedia and ended up being at the end of his VaynerMedia time in my chief of staff. What I, before I had a chief of staff, I had a four-person team trying to do what I told you earlier called the office of the CEO. Yep. It was inefficient. Yep. I realized that. And so John and Nate, Nate was another kid at Arizona State who wanted to learn about wine, found me on YouTube. This All these young kids met me in 2006, seven on yep. YouTube because nobody was doing it. Sent an email, got an internship at Wine Library. I interacted with him twice during his whole internship. I just started VaynerMedia with my brother. He was interning for Wine Library. I was only there once a week because the transformation was happening. He said, can I spend some time with you? I said, yes. I decided to take the 15 person VaynerMedia company to Vermont for like a family kind yeah, of like retreat. offsite. Yep. We competed the whole weekend because that's all I love. We played volleyball. I liked the way that Nate played volleyball competitively and offered him a job based on how he played volleyball. He became my admin, my second ever admin. He crushed at it. He then became AJ's right-handed. He then became an office of CEO. I had this idea that I was ready to do a direct-to-consumer wine brand, that I could do it, that I could do the $20 thing, that VaynerMedia was getting big enough, that I could take some talent from that. And I knew that I had John and Nate. I made them my partners. They ran the business along with me. And so from the moment I thought about it to the day we sold to Constellation was less than two years. But really, if you listen carefully, it was 12 yeah, years yeah. on two men. Yeah. It was my whole life. It was all the learnings I picked up on advertising on social media, direct to consumer, Shopify understanding. So that's how I think it works, right? I think everything I've accomplished, and I mean this with all my soul, everything that I've accomplished professionally, up to the second of doing this podcast will almost be forgotten and dwarfed by what I do between 50 and 65. I really believe that. Sure. What was the work for those 21 months? You had your whole life about wine. Mm. You knew it. You knew the guys with the grapes. It's direct to consumer. So you're not bottling. Is it? We had, to, we, had the, we had the, yes, but that was easy because I can do that every day. I mean, I believe that tomorrow 
I can start a subscription base for most products of at least 10,000 people on the back of just telling my community I'm doing it. What was the cost? Because I don't know for empathy. They were paying $240 three times a year for a $20 bottle of wine times 12 for a case. Yeah. And so you were paying $720 a year for the subscription. The biggest parts of that business were building the tech stack, the Shopify, the email infrastructure. Did you do that with people in-house at Vayner or did you hire outside? Everything was internal. Yeah. This is the whole punchline of everything I'm up to. Having the capabilities to do this for blueberries and for scarves and for hats and picking the right talent internally to jump on this side that wouldn't hurt VaynerMedia because sure. we have, you know that's also the mothership to do the creative and the media spend to acquire customers that have never heard of Gary Vee and just want a $20 wine. The biggest part, I think, actually, in my opinion, was finding the incredible people at Crushpad who were the infrastructure of making the wine, sure. making that deal and actually tasting a stunning amount of red, white, and rose, <laughs> red and white grapes to make those three wines and really feel like I could nail America's palate. So that was actual work. What um, did Constellation buy? Did they bought the subscription base? You know what they bought? They bought recurring revenue. They bought me. Yeah. And they bought, what they really bought is a ecosystem that now they can instill into all their incredible brands like Robert Mondavi, The Prisoner. Yeah, sure. This one, when you sell wine direct to consumer, you make a dollar on the dollar. When you sell it the normal way that almost every single person buys wine, which is usually at a restaurant or a retailer, the winery sells it to a distributor for 50 cents on the dollar. Those are very big economics. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that I left the real estate brokerage I was at for 12 years, selling plenty of real estate, all overhead covered by everybody else. It was great. Top of the game, top selling team across the country, three years in a row, blew it all up and started my own real estate company in the middle of a pandemic and announced it in September. To be very frank, when I hear you articulate that, again, the only thing that went through my mind was practicality. You had gotten to a place because of the leverage you've created for yourself through the decisions and work that you made for yourself, that you had been now on the other side of the equation where the trade of that infrastructure overhead, the brand, mm -hmm. was no longer as remarkable in return to what you were getting. And so instead of garnering resentment against that institution and infrastructure and yourself for not having the balls to do it, you decided to do the smart emotional thing and do it for yourself. Because even if you fucking fail, thank God at 81, you won't have the resentment or the regret of not jumping yeah. when it was black and white obvious that you should jump. There's a, there's a thing, I don't know where it is because we came into this office not too long ago. I have like a little plaque here. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's, I'd rather regret the things I did than the things I never tried. It's the whole reason I, I went to New York City to try to be an actor and gave myself two I years because I, I remember. Like, if I don't do this, I will regret it for the rest of my life. I think this subject that we're touching on right now needs a lot more attention. I think people would live their lives differently yep. if they actually understood that there is an enormous amount of underlining depression and sadness in what I would call the 65 to 95 year old set around regret. Yeah, I, I remember distinctly, I was on the West Side Highway, the, the Hudson River Park had a new piece of grass. And that's where I was with 15 unpaid actors doing the worst performance ever of Romeo and Juliet. And I remember standing next to the guy that was playing Father Capulet, who was, I think, 74. And he was so excited. He was talking about how this was going to be his big break. He was inviting all these people. And in my head, I was like, man, you, we just almost got hit by a dump truck. We're on the side of the highway. 
you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate the chutzpah and I appreciate all that, but I need to start making moves because I do not want to be you when I'm 75. Unless what you are doing on the side of the West Side Highway, playing Father Capulet to people walking their dogs who don't care, makes you absolutely happy. Happiness has to come first, no matter what we do in business and what we do in life. And for me, I just knew that being that old on the side of the West Side Highway wasn't going to make me happy. So I had to do the something end. else, you know? The end. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's the money mean to you then? from the exit and the money you've made from investments and the money that you have into Vayner. You're talking about a significant amount of dollars. I think you live below your means, clearly. What does money mean to you? What's the power? Choice. I think that people who make $80,000 a year or who make 80 million a year have the same opportunity to have choice. It completely is predicated on living within the structure, to your point. I am fascinated by the ability to be able to save money to give you incredible choice because it's about saving money, yep. right? It's like, hey, I can 
new something new for four years. And if it doesn't work, I can still pay my rent, my mortgage, feed my kids, my car bill. Like it's about saving money. And I think that that has gone completely away, which is why people don't have choice. Yeah. I'm sure you know this, Ryan. You see this all the time because you sell high net worth homes and you see people who actually can't do an all cash deal. And you're like, how is that possible? Look at who this person is or what it seems they have done. It's because they have made a decision. By the way, I don't demonize this. If you want to fly private and have a yacht and all this, mazel tov, live your life. But for me, what money means is not that, though I'm not scared to do it occasionally for special things, it's around choice. And that's all it means to me. Uh, The ability that if tomorrow I want to meditate for 18 months and then come out of it and become a politician, a teacher, a Buddha, or triple down on being a capitalist entrepreneur, all of it is in choice because of, what I've been able to create. And I don't think that's a millionaire's gift. I really do believe, because I know these people, because sure. I spend time with these people, because a lot of them are my friends I grew up with and or people have been affected by my conversation around saving money. I believe almost everybody has a salary and then lives above it yep. with credit cards and credit. I think if people learned at 63,000 a year, 190, 420 to live below it and bank savings that they'd be shocked how that makes them feel. Mm-hmm. I have two more questions for you and then I'm gonna let you go and run all your companies. One, mm-hmm. when I told you that I was doing this podcast and it was called yep. Big Money Energy, what did that mean to you? The first take I had is it's a flashy headline Yeah. that I hope that people come on it and break down the non-obvious. I believe that almost everything I do is the non-obvious to the big money energy thing, which allows me probably at the end of the day to be way up there in big money energy. (laughs) And so my take was, this is gonna have that kind of positioning. And then if Ryan does a good job, and obviously he's asking me to be on it, so he's giving me indicators that he's going to, if he can juxtaposition that title with thoughtful conversation of how you actually get there, in the, in the way that almost everybody doesn't understand. No. Everybody's complete misunderstanding around flash and keeping up with the Joneses and perception is reality. I think if you can round that out with thoughtfulness, I think it could be really cool. I appreciate that. Last question. When are we going to go find a house? <laughs> you know, listen, I'm pretty pumped, right? Like I'm a Manhattan boy. I know what's going on. The market is ripe for you. I remember when we were at the, uh, the Knicks uh-huh. game, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, you asked me, how was the market? Is it tough? I'm like, yeah, there's blood everywhere. And you're like, sit down. I, I, I want to talk about the blood. <laughs> that was before all this. Yeah. yeah. I love that you're ending with this because it's, it's what I love about you. You are in pocket with me, brother. I am watching. There is real collateral damage between COVID and the political climate around taxes that I think Manhattan residential real estate. And then you also know, like I'm a simple boy. I'm about supply and demand. Not only are there a lot of people thinking about taxes or have learned that they can live a different life outside of the island. There's also that's in juxtaposition to the fact that on the super high end, the amount of inventory that was being created for the five to seven years prior has me awfully excited about getting serious about this conversation. But honestly, I'll give you a preview, everybody. I want you to hear this. I will be calling Ryan for sure the second I have a better understanding of timing of like, for example, I think this whole year, COVID wise, yeah. is still a much bigger wash than most people think. Yep, I agree. And and so I think I just want to figure that part out. Plus the recruitment that might, have you seen what's going on with the Miami mayor and like his thoughtfulness about recruiting tech companies? Like, yep. Ryan, I'm stunned how many 
of my business contemporaries are moving from California to Texas. Yeah. Now we've done a, a, the business that we're doing now between Texas and, and Florida back and forth and the, the communities that we're building there with, with agents and, and salespeople. It's crazy. And we're doing those, we're doing a lot of these deals completely virtually. And these are big money deals. These are 20 to $40 and million I, dollar deals over I, the phone. And I, I believe that comes at the detriment of Manhattan in the short term. And sure. that excites me because I, Love this. I need the action. I'm (laughs) more than happy to give up 50% of my money to sit in the city that has this energy. I don't, you know, Miami's cute and all. I mean, but let there be no confusion. This is fucking the epicenter of the fucking universe. You're the man. I want to end on that line. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being on the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Okay, man. If you're ready to take action today, Based on Gary V's entire blueprint for how he got to where he is, go to bigmoneyenergy.com slash podcast to download an action plan that I put together for you, as well as the show notes. That's bigmoneyenergy.com slash podcast. Find more podcasts like Big Money Energy on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Money Energy is hosted by me, Ryan Serhant. And it's produced by Mike Coscarelli and Joe Loresca and executive produced by Christina Everett. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.